0: Hi, uh, it's Kathy Roo, your liberal Sherpa, um, liberal analyst from Fox, and um, usually I do Sleepy Meter, but I have to do Tis the Season for the Flu Meter. So unlike um, many rumors going around on uh, social media, especially with my Kathy Roo fan club, which is not run by me, it's run by a Fox viewer, uh, he's telling everyone I have the coronavirus, which I do not. But... I do have a flu, the flu, um, and a super sexy upper respiratory infection. And um, I was told yesterday by the doctor to, have, uh, to stay in bed for a week. I'm on bed rest till next um, week. And I am not following directions at all. So if I sound worse than ever, or as some people uh, on social media like to say, dumber than ever, it's because I have the flu. So I'm not a full 50% brain capacity. I'm probably running at a 25%. Um, So you're welcome. But, all right, I've done a couple of Fox shows in this um, condition of mine without knowing I was sick. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I won those debates. But one of the shows I did uh, was with Charles Payne, uh, Making Money. And the topic was, are Democrats taking Latino um, and black voters for granted. So yes, I've I've discussed the impeachment and um, Ukraine and other topics, but this one's really interesting because in the middle of all this, we're seeing a lot of ads for Bloomberg and um, I'm kind of a Bloomberg fan, but he's had to apologize for his stop and frisk policy that um, went on when he was uh, mayor of New York. And when I was living in New York, I knew Latinos and minorities who didn't mind the stop and frisk, and others were against it. And Charles Payne and I kind of got into it in a segment, and I'll play the segment, and then I'm gonna have actually um, uh, NYPD, uh, Joseph Imperatriz, who's a regular on Fox News, Uh, I can't say we debate, we hang out in the green room and we talk, but we don't debate each other, but he's the founder of Blue Lives Matter, NYC, and uh, he can explain the stop and frisk policy, and I'm really actually curious, I told him not to tell me anything on the side. I want to know, as a New York cop, did he agree with Bloomberg? Uh, Bloomberg's apologizing for it while he's running for president right now, he's running ads about it, and... Part of the country is really uh, into this. Another, you know, very passionate. Another part of the country, I've asked some people, they said they really don't know what the policy was, is. Uh, So, yeah. Okay, here's a clip with Charles Payne and I um, discussing it and how he felt about it, how Charles Payne feels about it. And then uh, after we're going to ask a New York City uh, cop who's on the ground, what he thinks about it. And should Bloomberg be apologizing? And I don't think Bloomberg should apologize about anything. It's anyone but Trump for me. But I mean, come on, y'all know that. Um, Okay, here we go. Here's the clip. Democrats, at the end of the day, uh, will vote for the person who doesn't want to build a wall with Mexico and doesn't treat minorities as um, rapists, murderers, animals, and say things like Uh, that. I tell you what, though, I tell you
1: what, your your, your your Canada list has a candidate. Who, well, one woman who, who arrested a whole bunch of blacks and Hispanics and put them in jail for smoking weed. Another person who rounded up almost a million blacks and Puerto Ricans in New York City for being black and Puerto Rican. Another person who passed a crime bill that put a whole lot of black young men in prison. Oh uh, Yeah, someone saying mean things on an escalator ride is really the most dangerous thing that could happen to black people.
0: Okay, hi, how are you? (laughs) What's going on? Not not much. I just got the flu and some uh, respiratory infection, so that's really hot. Anything... yeah, but it's not the coronavirus, which on social media, everyone's saying that I have it. So. Uh, well,
1: yeah. That's not good because this season everyone's getting sick.
0: No, my gosh. It is so scary, right? It's,
1: it's it, not good at all. And then for someone like you who's always running around, yeah, you right. kind of got to get yourself a little bit better kind of
0: quickly. Oh, my God. And I, I got to the point, of yesterday I actually couldn't even talk. I was so stuffy. I, I, uh, someone just said, just call later. I, like, I, my voice offended them. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> I know, right? And I, I did a Fox and Friends First on Monday at three. Um and I'm pretty sure I had the full full blown flu at that point. Uh, oh. yeah, but I totally won that debate as you can imagine.
1: Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> so early. Early mornings on those Fox and Friends first.
0: Right? I know, I know. Early it's, mornings. So so how is how is uh is anyone sick around you? Like have you gotten sick yet?
1: Yeah, my, my son was sick. Um He had the flu and then right after that, he got bronchitis. No. And so yeah, it wasn't good. He's only 22 months and then, you know, a lot of people at work. Thank goodness, you know, I I started feeling not so good when he first came by, but I got over it fairly quickly. You know, I wasn't full blown sick, but uh, I caught it early. So thank goodness that I'm I'm back.
0: Oh my God, that's great. You know, like two people at, uh, two people at Fox had it uh, two months ago. They had the flu really bad. And um and I was like, oh wimps, they just don't take care of themselves. <laughs> yeah, until you got sick. <laughs> you no, know, like you know, it's like that, There I go judging again. You know, it's like oh. it teaches me a lesson. Did you? Uh, okay, so, so the thing is, did we able to watch the the clip with Charles Payne? Yes. All yes. right. So I have very specific questions, and believe it or not, two questions came in that I thought were really cool from. um, really fast i asked people on twitter uh they're fox viewers really fast that two questions for you specifically on this so i think they're really cool but i want to know uh do you think charles okay so okay first explain Stop and frisk, because that's a New York thing, right? That's a New York City specific. Well,
1: yes, but you know what it is too is like the terminology you just said is completely wrong, which a lot of people have been taught over the years. It's not stop and frisk, because people think right off the bat, you just stop people and you frisk them off the bat. That wasn't it, a stop question and possibly frisk. So the headlines in that were completely wrong because they made it seem right off the bat that police officers were just jumping out and putting their hands on people. So originally any officer in, in you know the entire United States has the right to um, stop somebody. You know what I mean? They could say hello, I could see you on the street, hi Kathy, how are you? That's considered a stop. Even though we're not talking about anything particular, that right there is considered a stop. Um, how's your day? What's your name? Um, oh. you know, where are you coming from? That's a stop. And a lot of people don't know that. Now, I can start, you know, questioning you, well, where are you coming from? If I feel that there's a need that you possibly were about to commit or did commit a penal law, misdemeanor or felony, hey, where are you coming from? Where do you live? Do you know anybody around here? Do you live in the building? And then from there, depending on what my information brings, maybe the radio run that brought me there, maybe the person around the corner that said they saw something, um, then, my senses between that and possibly seeing a weapon, whether it's a bulge, the outline of a gun, it could be the clip of a knife. Um, you know, you constantly putting your hands in your pocket and pushing down or in your waistband or you're behind your back. Um, maybe you possibly be wanted for stabbing someone or punching someone or um, assaulting someone. Um, a violent crime in that sense, a physical crime, um, would lead to possibly the officer feeling that he or she... Um, for their safety at that time, and the people around them, uh, make sure you don't have a weapon. That you don't pull a gun out, or a knife, or a pen, or or anything for that uh, magnitude to possibly hurt somebody around you, or or uh, around the vicinity of.
0: So, what is that? Is that a question? Wait, wait. So, are we, you're at the stop, and then you you're in the questioning phase.
1: Is that... No, no, no. So, So from there, you know, a stop, like I said, is just, hey, how are you? Okay. But if I was brought to this scene, for instance, say somebody around the corner, I'm driving a police car, and someone says, hey, officer, you know, the person over there, I just saw them um, start tampering with the lock of that building. I know for a fact they don't live there because I live there. And we've been getting packages stolen from the lobby every single day. So now you as an officer, because you work in that area, like, oh, wow, we have a a pattern, pattern number one, two, three of a white male in a black coat, blue jeans, um, stealing packages between 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. And holy moly, it's 3 p.m. in the afternoon right now. So you walk around the corner and you see a male, male -hmm. white, wearing black jacket, filling the description. Okay, so let me walk up that person. As you're walking up. You see something possibly in their hand, and they're, they're um, messing with, with the door, you know what I mean, because the door is not open. So it looks like they could possibly be using, say, a screwdriver or a knife to try to get into the building. As you walk up, they stop and start walking away. So at that time, you say, hey, sir, how are you? How's your day? Do you live here? You know, and then you start going into the, the, the questioning phase. Um, you know, oh, yeah, I live here. Oh, what apartment? Oh, actually, I don't live here. My grandma lives here. Okay, what apartment does she live in?
0: Are well, you, could the Wait, Joseph, you, could, you could do that? Wait, Joseph, you you could do that? You could, you yeah, could, you could absolutely. question. Okay, you're you're allowed. Yep.
1: Now, because 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 I'm I'm starting to gain more and more traction. Into I already had the information that an individual came out to me. I didn't just do it on my own, right? Now you have the other information that you already know from being an officer in that neighborhood that that exact building is having a certain crime committed, which fits the crime that the person said that um the you know the packages are being delivered every day and they're being stolen. It's a white male, so you have that white male in front of you matching the full description. Now, it doesn't mean that person is that person at the time, but you're an officer. You know what I mean? You're not going to let this person possibly go. And then later on, while they're stealing packages, take out a gun or a knife and stamp some innocent person in that lobby. Um, So you'll say, hey, do you live in the building? No. Um, You know, yes, the no. So right there. Okay, the person's changing their answers. Well, who do you know that lives there? My grandmother. Okay, let's go to the apartment where you say... Now they start getting nervous so now you go to that apartment and you knock on say apartment 1a which they show you and a woman answers the door hey ma'am do you know this individual no i've never seen him in my life well he says you're the grandmother meanwhile the person's 35 years old and she's a female so how could you be the grandmother of a person that was just trying to break in That's <laughs> 50 years old right. so now you're like okay now this guy was you know not only trying to um you know tamper with the locking um yeah into the building But now they're lying, (laughs) you know, so now, you know, being if you're a seasoned off, you're going to make a call to the detective squad. Hey, guys, you have a flyer. Do you have any video from the building? Because I want to match up the the building um, video to who that possibly is at the time. Now the guy starts fidgeting. As you're doing all this, he's fidgeting with his front pocket.
0: Can he move, though? Does he have to stand next to you, or can he just walk away? Well, well,
1: at the time, he's telling you now to go to that apartment. He's giving you the information, but he's trying to throw you off. He's just hoping that you as an officer walk away and say, oh, good. You know, but at the time, you know, if you're a smart officer, you're not going to do that. So now he's fidgeting with his pocket, and it seems like he's pushing something down, right? And you're like, wait a minute, that kind of looks like a screwdriver, right? So you're like, hey, take your hands out. No, I'm not taking my hands out. Okay, so now, as an officer... You're getting a little like, wait, does this guy have like a knife on him? Is he going to pull out a gun? Is he going to stab me? Like what's going on? So now you go to that specific area, right? You can't just go anywhere. You have to go to that area that you see this individual doing that to. You go there and sure enough, it's a homemade device that kind of looks like a shank. So now you have a weapon. Now you go back to the lock with your partner and you see that this guy just broke the lock that you didn't even realize that because of this device, now you're like, wait a minute, this is all making sense. I found this device, he lied to me about the apartment, the person said they don't know who they are. I had the original individual that says that we have all these crimes. You know, so now you're like, it's adding up and he's lying. You know, this person's lying about everything. Oh, and now you go to the lock and you see that the lock is broken and that it, it was tampered with. You know, so now you put the person under arrest because now you believe it's that individual committed the crime, right? And now you're going to bring them inside the precinct and they're going to get the briefed or spoken to by the detectives. And sure enough, that detective, while you were doing all this, sent you a flyer. And that flyer is a picture of this individual that was committing, say, 10, 10 um, burglaries because they'll be considered a burglary in that one apartment. And now you just made an arrest. And this guy, long and behold, has a long rap sheet of, say, 50 prior arrests for drug use, for assault, for breaking in um, to cars, vehicles, for buildings, and now you just stop an individual from going out there and doing it again. So that's I mean, a situation where, you know, it should work. You know what I mean? And, Wait a minute, and, but, know, but, but,
0: there's no, but there's no, what the frisk, is frisk the wrong word?
1: No, so, so what it is is you can frisk somebody. Like I said, if you feel that the person has a possible weapon or there's a bulge or they keep reaching somewhere. Listen, if they're reaching somewhere, that's a different story. You're going to go right there and stop patting it down. And if that area where you believe that they were holding a weapon or, or that contraband, you know, ends up being, wait, hold on, these are bullets in this pocket. You know, wait, this is a pocket knife. This is, wait, this is, you know, a nine millimeter gun this guy's pushing into his waist. That, that frisk then turns into a search. But you have to go through the levels, you know, for the most part.
0: So what's a level? Okay, so what is it? So, okay, so stop and frisk is just... So for- I'm not
1: just, so just going to walk up and put my hands in your pockets. That's not the way it is. You're going you're gonna to do a methodical frisk with your hands over the, the that garment. So I'm not going to put my hand in your jean pocket. I'm going to go over it with my hand. Now, if it doesn't feel like a gun, and I believe it was a gun, it stops right then and there. You don't continue to do it. But if you go there and you're like, wait a minute, you know this feels like it's it's a gun or a knife, and then you can go in to make sure it is or isn't a gun or knife. But you have you can't just go right and dip your hand into a person's uh, pocket. It's not supposed to work that
0: way. Okay, wait. So what? So what's then? Then okay. So we're getting the lingo wrong. So I had the lingo wrong, and then why is uh? So so is this a New York City thing or is this everywhere in the country?
1: any, every single police department has their own, they might not call it that, but officers, that's one of the responsibilities you have is to make sure everybody's safe. And at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you're going to go home safe, that you're not going to have to have your family have a knock or a phone call saying you're not coming home because you turned your back to someone and trusted them and they shot you in the back of the head. You know, or this was a serial killer, and you had no idea. And he goes and rapes, you know, a ninety-year-old woman. Right. You know, and then strangles her. You know what I mean? So officers do have the right under certain circumstances, and with levels, you can't just say out of nowhere, "Well, you know, I just had a feeling." That doesn't work. Right. <laughs> you know, that's not what this was made for. Hold on a second. Let me give you a call right back. All right?
0: Okay. Officer, officer Imperatrice, did you just hang up on me? Oh my god, he's he's literally. Working And he's talking to me. Oh, my God. I'm ruining his break. OK, uh, let's go to a break. I will come right back. Officer. I'm sorry about
1: that. I just got pulled up. Hey, America. Christopher Hahn here. The Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay at home orders around the country? It's ridiculous. And it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts.
0: the gentleman he knew who I was I I, I was like oh no you're on your your break and I'm interrupting your break and now you're arresting someone yeah that's what it was I got pulled
1: over but it was all good
0: (laughs) that's funny look at you breaking the law I'm so proud of you you rebel never never you rebel (laughs) okay okay so now I'm like I I I love how uh this is so interesting because you know as a as a teacher I know like every every rule in the book no matter what state I'm in it's it's different But the same, you know, like as a teacher, I I can go into a different classroom, any state, and I know the rules, but they're different. So it sounds like that's the same as, you know, government is government. You know, we know we know the rules, but they're different. So. So. OK. So why. uh, okay? So you're telling every every state has its own set of rules. I'm getting that now. Um, What's the deal then that when when Mayor Bloomberg was mayor Yes. He, they, it went out, was someone running against him that it came out that said he was stopping it? He was stopping it or he was starting? Uh... No,
1: so, so this all began actually under Mayor Giuliani, right, with the broken windows. It started then, okay. right, with uh, Bernard Carrick and the whole changing the city. Because as we all know, um, from the 70s and 80s to the early 90s, New York City was not the safest place, um, whether being in Times Square or walking through the east side or, um, you know, just in general. Right. And uh something had to be done. And it had to be done in, in a proper legal way and crime had to be written up because innocent people and even bad guys, you know, were getting killed way too often. The numbers were through the roof.
0: No, I mean we and, all we all New Yorkers always said Giuliani cleaned up the city. I yep, mean
1: so that's where yeah. it began. And then Bloomberg and Kelly kinda took it on as under their wing and I don't want to say took credit for it, but I guess started using it as a tool to track a little bit more in the sense of, you know, how many stops, what neighborhoods, what nationality, um, what, what it was for. And and the problem was, is, in my opinion, it's one of the greatest tools a police officer has when used properly, but it should not be used as a statistic. Um, and that's the problem. It was it was more about touting, hey, we just stopped, say, 10,000 people, and because of that, you know, the numbers dipped 55%. You know, but that wasn't what it was meant to be. It was meant to stop individuals that officers believed that did or were about to commit a crime. Um, it wasn't supposed to be based on a nationality or because it's a rich neighborhood or a poor neighborhood or white or black. And, again, what happened is statistics always backfire on you. So I'm going to use the example is I live in Staten Island. And I live in Oakwood, right, or or Great Hills, and that neighborhood is predominantly white. Okay. So the majority of individuals that are going to be stopped within the neighborhood I live are white. Let's say um, Italian and Irish. So when you look on paper, right? Yeah. Wait a minute. You know the one two two precinct stopped five thousand people, and four thousand eight hundred were white. Wait a minute. That's racist. Right. You know that's not right. But because of the geographical area, the majority of people who live in that neighborhood are white. Right. So it correlates. Now, if you go to East Flatbush, for instance, it's more Caribbean. So it's or, – or the Bronx. It's, it's you know, Latino or, or, you know, mixed in with African-American or whatever the case may be, right? Right. So those numbers are going to reflect the people that live in that area that match the descriptions of the people calling. Well, you know, statistics say – you know, and I'm not saying whether I agree or disagree, but statistics say that, say, you know, blacks commit X amount of percentage, right? And and uh, you hear that number all the time, right? We, we've all heard that a million times. Yeah. So what happens is, is it looks like because... X amount of people being stopped in the Bronx that they're being targeted because they're color. But in actuality, it's not the case. It's because of that's the majority of individuals that live there. And then it was this whole debate that, hey, it's racist and you're stopping people because they're this color. And we've seen recently with Leticia James, the attorney general, she, I don't know if you saw Kathy recently, she turns around and says, well, the people that are being stopped for jumping the turnstile and um, beating the fares and refusing to pay on the back of buses, MTA buses, losing millions of dollars year in and year out, it's racist because those people being stopped are of a certain color. And that is complete BS, because it doesn't matter what color your skin is, if you're committing a crime that has nothing to do with being stopped because the officer is racist. And this is a combination of being overused with stop, question, and frisk, right? And individuals like Letitia James claiming that it's a race issue, that it all imploded.
0: It's, wait, stop, question, and frisk is the right way to say it, by the way? Correct. Yep,
1: stop, question, first. frisk. And like you've probably heard a million times, people forget or intentionally leave out question and just say stop and frisk and it sounds a lot worse. It sounds like a um a targeted practice, but it's not. Stop, question, and possibly, possibly frisk. Because just because you stop somebody doesn't mean that you're gonna frisk or search them. And that was another thing that the public was misinformed with. It's not every stop meant that someone was going to be um, you know, frisked. Um another thing that people don't know is there's a lot of arrests that happen in the city and they've stopped exponentially for many reasons over the last couple of years, which is a whole nother debate, right? Yeah. But the problem is, is with those forms, it was a stop, question, and frisk report, right? Yeah. A lot of officers made lawful legal arrests because of stop, question, and frisk. Right. The problem was, is that officers, because there was a ton of paperwork or because it was overlooked or the officer, you know, forgot or got lazy, there were boxes to check off is this um, arrest related to a stop. Right. Yeah. And there were thousands upon thousands that were that were never properly filled out. Right. And the numbers that you see um, that were all released are you can't even go by them because they're they're not even like proper because if the officers just took the time uh, to fill out those boxes, you would see that there were way more arrests that occurred legally because of the great work the cops did. But because the form was filled out wrong, those numbers will never reflect that.
0: But no one likes paperwork, so correct,
1: and that's the problem. <laughs> but 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 it goes to show that yeah. at the end of the day, that whole uh, you know, oh, this is all racist. If the numbers were profit, and listen, we all know this. You'll never have a hundred percent correct numbers; like it'll never happen. But it would have been much more close, and people would have been like, "Wait a minute, hold on, these are proper numbers." It's not what people are saying, okay. you know, and that's an issue as well.
0: So I so I'm like so I'm embarrassed because I did my homework, but um. I, I don't, did they stop the, like, what is it called? The program or the policy? Like, oh, I, as a New Yorker. The
1: So everyone thinks because Mayor de Blasio used that and his son, Dante, as his pretty much campaign pitch, right? Yeah. Dante as his goat, you know, and because of Dante and the appearance he had and being able to say he was, you know, uh, you know, his nationality, half white, half black and all this stuff. That's what pretty much put him over the edge, because at the time that the race tensions that started boiling and all that stuff. So. To the naked eye, people would believe that stop question at first stopped. And to an extent, it did, but it didn't, because there's just different practices, because police officers are there for safety, so they're never going to be told not to do their job. You know, it's just, it's, it's what's the best way of putting it? You know how they always change names of things, like like you'll see one business, you know, yeah. one, one storefront go out of business, and it'll be the same owner, but they keep on changing the name? It's It's. Kinda like that. It's just there's other ways of police to do their job. They're just gonna change the names of it. They're oh. gonna tweak the policy a little bit. Just like if I own the same store, I'm gonna renovate it a little bit. Doesn't mean I'm not the owner anymore. It just means that I'm gonna renovate it and it's gonna look like a different shop. Okay. You know? So and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with what officers are doing. They're not. But no, I it's get just it. it's it's changed and they've adapted and they've put, you know, statistics along with um the furthering of policing, and it's just a different name now,
0: you know. Oh, so what? Like is- a radio
1: station, like Z yeah. one hundred. You know, it's the same channel, but something else might come along, and it might be called something else in five years. Okay. You know, kind of like that.
0: Oh, I get it. Okay, so then, the, so then the the whole clip I had with um, Charles Payne, we love Charles Payne, so we're not going to yeah. say whether he's correct or not. But um, so so Bloomberg. Then the the premise is that Bloomberg here is apologizing. For something that was already there and is still there. So why is he apologizing?
1: So what many people believe, and me 100% believes, is he pretty much apologized, and I spoke about this on Fox. He pretty much apologized for making New York safe and for saving lives and he did this as a complete he jumped on a grenade and he thought in his mind running for president that by doing that he wants to target the minority group of voters and that is completely sickening um because it's not it's not genuine because when you did it you had great intentions and now to go out there and kind of kind of trick the voter um, oh. because that was a hot topic issue and because a lot of activists and uh, people that fight for people's rights, he thinks they're going to swing them to vote for him and it was a complete political ploy, that's exactly what that was
0: So that's so funny, you just kind of endorsed him and then not endorsed him you kind of just said he's a, he did a great job and he's apologizing for doing a good job Correct, for the, and, and you know
1: he <laughs> what he should have done you know what he should have done I think which would have gained much more respect on both sides of the aisle is saying yes, you know we did use it and To an extent, it it, it may have been used uh, a little bit wrong in these ways, but because it was used, it saved X amount of lives in X amount of neighborhoods, you know, the decrease, the increase, uh, all that stuff. And if he did that and showed the statistics instead of just playing dumb and being like, oh, I'm very, very sorry, people would have been like, wait a minute, we understand. You know, we, we understand what what went on and you're not wrong. But he decided to go, let me just apologize and pray that they turn around and vote for me because I'm saying, you know, I was wrong and he really wasn't. You know, at the time, and we know in history, certain things in life and in, in certain generations need to be done to put things back on track. Right. And at that time, New York City needed something. And and that was a, a phenomenal policy at the time when done properly. That helped make New York one of the safest, largest cities in America.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, as a New Yorker walking to Central Park, and I mean, Latina, my Latino friends and all that, I it, it never, you know, when Bloomberg or anybody's apologizing for something, and, and it became an issue... In the papers, it was kind of funny because it was like, well, no, one, no one's stopping me. You know, I don't feel, yeah, like I, none of us are getting stopped and pushed or anything, like, uh, you know. And
1: and, I, and let, me, let me explain to you, too. So yeah. I, I, I grew up as a young police officer in East Flatbush. Now, East Flatbush was crime-ridden. Um, a lot of guns, you know, there were nights that you would just be sitting on a roof or standing on a roof or walking around on footballs and just hear gunshots, right? There were a lot of gangbangers, a lot of OGs, a lot of drug sales, and people would fight over their turf. And people knew, you know, who to mess with, who not to mess with, and all that stuff. And police officers, over time, through data and knowing the players in the neighborhood, we would stop individuals because we would know those individuals were known to carry guns. They were known to be arrested for firearms and, um, you know, really, really bad things, uh, strong armed robberies. And it got to the point where because these individuals who were hanging out in the corner selling drugs – knew that police officers are in the neighborhood and we're going to stop them if they give an officer any reason, they would actually – they wouldn't even – you wouldn't even have to get out the car. You would stop the van about to get out, and the individuals would raise up their shirts, turn around to show you, all right, guys, we have no weapons, and the officers would drive away, and it kept the criminals on their toes. You know, So even if they had guns in the area, they were hiding them somewhere, and they had to at least go to it. Instead of just pulling it out from their pants and, you know, shooting away at one, two, three in the morning. So even the bad guys knew, all right, these cops, you know, God for the catch me with a gun. I'm going away for two, three, four years. I'm going to smarten up, you know. I'm either not going to carry it or I'm going to put it somewhere where they're not going to find it.
0: Yeah. So so that's what upsets me so much then when the candidates are apologizing for things. And but most people don't. Okay, So, so the two questions that came in right before, I asked two seconds actually before our podcast. Which I'm so sorry, but I, I should have asked way in the morning. But it's interesting because I did some research, and Stop and First came up. There was no explanation that it was called anything else, or it, like you're explaining. I couldn't find anything, and I don't believe anything I read. And I'm and I'm a print journalist, so uh, that's you know that tells you something. That's scary because uh, I find so much misinformation. So look, so this is what people think. The, this is two questions ex- just for you. Um, and I think they actually cc'd you or, uh, on Twitter. They um, what is it tagged you on it? Um, so James Martin says, um, "I'm okay with stop and question, not stop and frisk. Law enforcement can get better things with asking and not being vigilant. To stop someone and pat them down is a no-no. Asking is okay." So isn't that interesting? Like the, the national, these are, these. I don't think he lives in New York. So this is national voters out there listening to Bloomberg apologizing, right?
1: Yeah, and, and they don't, they obviously weren't informed. That it's not stop and frisk, and it's stop was I. question and possibly frisk. It's it's possibly frisk. Not even just automatically frisk. It's stop question and possibly frisk. And uh, you know, a lot of people don't know that. So I hope that what I said earlier clears uh, totally. that up a little
0: bit. I'm not, I'm totally with James though. I told I I, I when I, I read this, I'm like, oh okay, that's interesting. See, and yeah. I and I I spent you know a good hour or two looking it up, and I did not find the proper terminology. Stop and frisk, yeah. you could find a million times.
1: Sure, and, and it's it, headlines. It's headlines, and it, it's geared towards a person reading it, and that's why the the media did what they did when when it came up, and it played in the role of New York City and going against the cops and the anti police rhetoric, and De Blasio running for mayor. It was all a calculated uh, risk on, on behalf of the media, and. Um, you know, when you have say ten media outlets and only one person saying the opposite, you're going to believe you know the ten media outlets that are saying the same thing. Right. Um, not that it's true, but it's just what you're being fed. And like you said, I love that term misinformation because I say that all the time. And people were highly, highly misinformed.
0: Yeah, that and that's when I, I did that whole thing with um on on making money with Charles Payne. It was Fox Business, so we dis- we discussed policy, economy. You know, the, it was so much. But when that topic came up specifically, it just stuck in my head because I was like, I need to ask an NYPD officer, the the one I trust the most, uh, you, I needed to ask specifically uh, about this because I've never quite understood it myself and what it meant. And I just, I didn't want to, I actually didn't say anything um, on air. I said, I just don't like the apologies. I think I I don't even, I mean, you know, I, I have a flu, so I don't remember exactly what I said. But um, I don't like the apologies. I would like an explanation. And, and no you know
1: what the problem is, too, Kathy, on top of that? Is yes. This has been such a hot topic issue in law enforcement since uh, Mayor de Blasio took office that law enforcement officials will shy away from actually speaking about this and speaking the truth hmm. because they don't want to go against the mayor, which is completely wrong because people need to be informed. They're in these neighborhoods and Catholic. I loved working in East Flatbush. You want to know why? Because I grew up in Staten Island. I'm this white kid, grown-up Catholic. I've never been exposed to just the different... Um, ethnicities of individuals, and I'm not going to lie, at first, I'm the 21-year-old white boy from Staten Island, Italian, and I was the minority, I felt out of place, but guess what, five and a half years later, that was my second home, and it doesn't matter what nationality you want, even people in low-income housing are great people, the majority of those people living in those neighborhoods, they're they're great, hard-working, just family people, and they shouldn't be classified a certain way, but at the same time, through politics, they shouldn't be misinformed to, to go against police officers with false narratives. And a lot of them want their neighborhoods to be safe. They don't want to come home to gangbangers and people selling drugs and peeing in the hallway and just loitering. They want officers to come in and get these people out. You know, they don't want to hear loud music and smell drugs all night long. And and the problem was is because the anti climate, all this fake stop and uh, stop and frisk. They backed off, and and this is what's become. It's a culmination and a compound of the anti police, anti law that has forced individuals. And it doesn't matter if you're Republican, Democrat, liberal. Everyone deserves to have a, a safe quality of life, no matter where they come from. And unfortunately, these past you know six years, because of the media and and a lot of politics and false information new york city hasn't gotten safer and that's a fact it's actually gotten more dangerous
0: oh that is uh well yeah when when i heard it became an issue i'm like wait so the the cops can't stop the bad guys now like (laughs) and and,
1: and that's not completely true
0: yeah yeah i was scared well when i when i heard it become a political matter i'm like wait a minute am i not gonna be safe but i
1: will say that police officers nationwide yeah because of all this nonsense and fake fake rhetoric they are pulling back on stopping people because they don't want to be the next cop in the headline. They don't want to be bashed. They don't want to be made to seem like a monster, like they're just violating someone's rights. And a lot of politics plays into officers being, getting into trouble, losing their jobs. Now I'm not saying cops that blatantly commit crimes and physically abuse and abuse their power. And I'm not saying that. There's no, no I, get it. I, I, no, but I
0: know.
1: officers are backing off because of all this and the compounding. And it's not good. Um, Listen, there's great, great politicians that are Democrats, you know, and there's great politicians that are Republican. And we need those politicians to give the officers that sense of, I'm going to go out and do my job properly and respectfully, but I shouldn't be afraid to do my job. And that's what we need. We need those individuals to step up and then let those officers know that. And we've gotten away from that. And because of it, innocent people, we see it all the time, you know, Elderly women getting beat up in oh. in, in the streets. Are you because serious? these bad guys yeah, because these bad guys think that they can get away with it. And guess what? With the bail reform, they kind of can. Oh so,
0: the the bail reform. You Is know, that... so,
1: so it's all playing a part. It's all playing a part in making the city and the nation much less safe and it's gotta get back put back on track.
0: And um do you think it will? Like things go in waves, don't they? Don't things things do.
1: They <laughs> so do, and it's like a roller coaster. And one day things will change. Um, we have a while ahead of us until that happens, but yes, absolutely, I do agree and believe that at some point down the road we're going to get back on track to where we can have great debates, no matter what side of the spectrum or aisle you are on in in politics. But at the same time, we can do it safely.
0: Um. Okay. This is so it's interesting because you actually answered the question. But look, it's, it's also interesting because this person, um, he goes by King on um on Twitter. Yeah, it's um. Michael King of, I think it's Zarembo or Zarem Zero. So uh, so I'm not sure which one, but he'll correct me, I'm sure. He says, my question, this is to you specifically. My question would be, does a Blue Lives Matter founder think stop and frisk is effective policing, or how does he feel about what some consider racial profiling, which you answered, but there you have it.
1: Yep. And just so he knows, um, you know, just so King knows, Anytime an officer stops somebody because of the way they look or the color of their skin, that is completely wrong. It should never happen. Maybe that officer should be either retrained or maybe it's the wrong profession. Um, that should never happen. And no one should ever feel discriminated against or, or uncomfortable walking anywhere, whether it's their neighborhood or not. Um, but once again, it's not – Then unfortunately this person from hearing all the headlines believed to stop and, and frisk and it's stop question and frisk. And we all need to realize too – Me in law enforcement for 14 years, bad guys, right, do not like being told what to do. Criminals do not like authority. They want to be the authority. They want to be able to sell their drugs without repercussions. They want to be able to put fear into everybody on the block. And you can't have that. You know, if, if you didn't have police, there'd be anarchy. And officers need to keep these bad guys on their toes to know no you're not going to be selling drugs and crack and weed in front of this little three-year-old boy or girl that's coming home from school you're not going to be having shootouts in broad daylight when kids are getting off the bus and they need to know that there's cops in the neighborhood that god forbid you're doing something like that or you're robbing people or breaking through windows and going through people's apartments or houses that the cops are going to grab you and you kind of want to put fear into them and have them respect you at the same time knowing if i get caught i'm screwed i'm going behind bars i'm losing my freedom and some people feel more comfortable behind bars and i know that sounds terrible it's the truth you know because from a young age maybe that was their life yeah and maybe all the friends they grew up with were either in jail or dead but an, an average person shouldn't have to live in fear of knowing, oh, well, you know, Joan Paratrice is on the corner, and he's got his gun today, and I better not look at him, and God forbid, you know, he gets through an argument, and I'm taking my, my little daughter, who's seven, off the bus, and there's a shootout. You know what I mean? People don't need to live that way. So that's why Stop, Question, and Possibly Frisk was implemented, because if we know that player is known to carry guns, possibly has it on his hip because there's a bulge, or because you actually see it, or because you feel like as you turn the corner, it looked like he was putting a gun into his pocket or his waistband, that saves lives stopping that individual wrestling with them getting it off the street now those bullets don't have a name attached to it now you're not worrying about burying somebody you know from your family because the cops you know were afraid to stop somebody and uh you know, this is a discussion that can go on and on and on. But, like I said earlier, when done properly, it has to be done properly. Um, you know, it, it really does save lives and drive down crime.
0: Okay, so my question to you then, when I asked you if you would talk about this topic with me, you said so many people are afraid to even talk about it. Why? Correct. Why aren't you afraid to talk about it? Because I know that what
1: I'm saying is is not false. I know what I'm saying are the facts I've actually lived in. It's not some politician. It's, it's not some um, host of a show that's talking about it. I, I know, and I've seen how great it could be. Um, I've seen when we've taken guns off people. You know, we started with nothing, and because the stop escalated and gave us prob- probable cause and all that stuff, that we got a gun off the street. You know, I remember being in East Flatbush on years Eve and we saw somebody and the way they were acting and we were like something is not right here and sure enough we followed them, we jumped out and guess what? We got a loaded firearm off them and this person was on probation for murdering somebody else. You know, it was on parole for that. And because we got that guy off the street, he was going to kill somebody that night. And because we were able to stop him and chase him for a block and a half and wrestle and get that gun off him, there's somebody out there that's living today that doesn't even know that they're alive because we stopped them. And uh, you know, like I said, you can't be afraid to talk about things when you know the facts um you know were there probably some officers out there and you know you know this in your profession too that maybe um overused it maybe didn't do it hundred percent properly maybe there were officers that put intentions but just were misinformed the right way uh, wrong way you know what i mean and then there was other officers that did it 100 proper and the way it was supposed to be done so you know you can't be afraid to talk about these things because sometimes Maybe in the future, you know, maybe we bring this back and maybe it helps New York City and neighborhoods around the nation save lives once again. Um, And maybe it's just revamped, you know, like I said, to make sure that we we get it right, you know, and the people in the community are comfortable when they hear about it this time around. Uh, You never know. You never know when you might have to bring something back.
0: You're right. It's it's national now with someone running for president apologizing about it. It's national. So... Oh, I'm so glad you cleared it up, and uh, if I would have known you... I, I
1: hope at the end of the day, I hope you and everyone listening, you know, especially you as my friend, maybe you get off that wow, I didn't know that. Thank, thank goodness, you know, I was able to actually research and hear it here firsthand, and uh, not from a made-up source or someone that's uh, fabricating it. You know, I, I hope I was able to help them. Out. My gosh,
0: that's the whole... Yeah, that's exactly actually the whole point. I've never discussed it, and even when I was on, in that middle of that debate... I did not address it specifically because I hadn't done the research and I didn't feel it was my place because I didn't get it. I, did, I read about it and I just didn't understand exactly. And that wasn't right. I felt, you know, that's the one thing. It, you know, I, might, I might, people might say I, I don't know all the things, but I, I don't know everything. And if I'm not on the street and I'm not asking you. I can't talk about it. That would be so dishonest.
1: No, you're right. And you are not know that smart on your part. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's 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 dumb. I, I didn't know it. I should have asked you a year ago when I first met you. But thank you for telling me now. Um... No, you're
1: welcome. And thank you for asking me
0: about it. <laughs> okay. You're awesome. And I'll call you back. I I, I definitely have um, the flu. So I'm very um, interesting if you want to talk later. Well, I hope you feel better. Um, we'll be ch- chatting soon. I'll be delirious. Okay. Talk to you later. <laughs> talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you oh my god it's so a stop question and frisk okay totally got it or not frisk depending all right thank you and if you want to um, if you want to ask um, Joseph a question if you want to help out uh, blue lives matter uh, you can go to blue lives matter NYC um, you can go to cameo.com and request a cameo from me uh, I take dares and all proceeds a hundred percent goes straight to uh, the families of uh, the fallen um, or hurt in the line of duty in New York uh, for Blue Lives Matter. And it goes directly to the families. It doesn't go through a middle guy. Joseph doesn't make a dime, or no one from Blue Lives Matter, New York City, makes a dime off of this nonprofit. It goes directly to um, families. So, um, okay. I'm going to go now um, spend a week resting in bed as I should be. Probably not. Bye.